This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Laugh it up, fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Here goes the last DJ. I wash my hands of this weirdness. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. Things are a little uh, tech crazy this morning, but uh, we are getting things going. Unfortunately, we're not quite onto Facebook yet, but we will be there shortly. Uh, but uh, for those who are joining, joining me, I've got my co-host Tony Sanfilippo. Ryan's going to be joining us here in just a little bit. But, uh, you know, it's it's the way live radio goes. Now, uh, Tony, how are you doing this morning so far? I'm doing good, Chris. Uh, great to be on the show. And uh, as we know in our world, uh, you know, life just isn't normal if there isn't some glitches. Um, but nonetheless, I'm happy to be here on this lovely Tuesday morning. I am as well. So want to kick things off. You know, Tony, I know you've been a homeowner. Um, you know, recently you've started looking for um, uh, homes, you know, something that are in your wheelhouse that you can, uh, you know, possibly purchase or, or buy or, you know, whatever it may be. And uh, wanted to find if you have run up against any like really weird um occurrences you know any houses that you've walked into that are just uh, just not quite right oh yeah i i've been through uh you know when you go and you search for that dream home of yours uh you know you you obviously take your due diligence and time by going through and actually thoroughly going through these and i remember like one of them Somebody had raided, and this was during uh, the downtimes before the market got hot. Somebody had stole all the uh, copper piping and wiring out of the house. So when the uh, realtor showed us the house, we walk in, and there was just that you know they got evicted or they went bankrupt or something. But they ripped everything out, and they did not tell you know the realtor didn't know. So we walk in, and this thing was a wreck. It like was beautiful from the outside. But when you walked in, it was just like somebody just tore it to shreds. It looked like uh, the inside of the Pennywise house from uh, It. it <laughs> definitely uh, a turnoff. You know, it's hard to look past that. Now, it's 
one of those things that when you walk into a house that you're looking to buy, you, you obviously look for rooms that sort of fit your needs or fit your lifestyle or, or even some of your interests. Uh, have you run into anywhere it's like, oh my God, this has a room that I can do X, Y, and Z with? Oh, yeah, absolutely. And then when you get into it, sometimes it just doesn't go to plan. Um, I know when I moved up here to Fort Collins, I was looking at some places and, you know, just get that visual like, oh, cool, I can do my show from that room. And, oh, this this would work for my needs. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. The reason I ask is there is a home that's listed on Zillow out of uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And uh, the description starts out good enough, but uh, it, it quickly takes a little bit of a turn. So I'm going to go ahead and read it to you says, do you like fun and adventure? See this one-of-a-kind brick ranch converted into a two-story. Enter the door of a 13th century castle door, sunken living room with dramatic high oak-beamed ceiling, hardwood floor, brick fireplace, a ladder to an elevated library. Um, so, so far, uh, tame enough, you know, a uh, 13th century castle decor sunken living room. All right, maybe a little weird. Here's where we take the turn. Time travel at warp speed to the 25th century starship. A talking space alien greets you as you walk toward the floor-to-ceiling outer space wall mural. The dining room command center rear wall opens up to the spaceship main bridge, working computer and controls from an Apache helicopter, speakers, and a 55-inch screen. Pocket door to the functional gallery kitchen. Open the hatch door, and you'll find the laundry. Large storage area and workshop, take the spiral staircase to explore the second floor, which has a den area, a walkway, and three bedrooms. There's a tropical island-themed bedroom and a 1970 hippie crash pad bedroom with a queen waterbed. Level backyard with a pool and patio area, beautiful wisteria over pergola. Yeah, you heard me right. Uh, This house and i'll post the listing up on our facebook page at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio has exactly what it says it does it has a dining room that is a control room spaceship with computers and uh, has a talking space alien (laughs) a uh, tropical theme room complete with sand on the floor and then uh, they don't show the 1970s hippie crash pad, but I have a feeling it's uh, not so much a hippie crash pad as it is a uh, swingers pad. Uh, Tony, does that sound like the uh, type of home you'd be looking for? It's totally. I'm, it's, I'm having a hard time keeping a straight face listening to this story. I mean, I, I'm lost. Like, I'm picturing dinner and game nights, like, in my space-controlled uh, dining room. Mission. <laughs> I'm prepared to launch. Are you ready for those hot pockets? <laughs> Houston, we have a problem. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Wait till I, you wait till you see I, the pictures. I like I cannot wait to see it. Now you had me at the pergola and the seventies crash pad, but then my thought was, I don't know if I'd want to get a house with a waterbed already ready to go for me. Ooh, you what motions in the oceans have been happening. On that thing. Yeah, used waterbed, probably not the best thing in the world. But uh, like I said, if you guys want to see it for yourselves, head over to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. Wow. That's all I have to say. Well, folks, we have a... We have a gr- love with that. Sorry. Oh, that's all right. We do have a great show lined up for you today on this Tuesday, May 19th. This is Taco Tuesday! 
Ryan's going to be joining us. We've got Rank It With Ryan. We are rebranding garbage. You'll know more about that when we t- uh, cover it. Our call-in topic today is based on how I was feeling yesterday. That topic is food poisoning horror stories. And uh, definitely get your phones ready to call in at 915 for that. Face mask uh-huh. fails. <laughs> this day in history. And up next is Tony with the entertainment news. Folks, don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. To join the conversation, call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. We are all systems go now. We had a little bit of technical difficulties, but we are now on Facebook. Finally. Thank God. But uh, I'm here with my co-host, Tony. Wanted to remind you guys that if you want to chime in, but you're a little shy, you don't want to talk live on the air, but you do want to leave a voicemail, we have set up what we call the Phoenix Line. Uh, 24 hour a day, seven day a week voicemail message that you can call. Leave a message about any topic whatsoever. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O or 855-336-4973. You can check in. You can rant and rave. Do what you want. Keep it entertaining. We'll compile all of those together and put them uh, out on a later show. So uh, we are here, as I mentioned, uh, I do have Tony with me, and luckily he is here for the entertainment news. Hey guys, it is Tuesday, May 14th. No, I wish it was the 14th. It's not. It's the 18th, 19th. It's the wow. 19th. <laughs> it's just Tuesday. And we're going to go on with the entertainment news. And it's going to start out with a little old school. And Chris, I must ask, do you like? Do you like scary movies? Oh, I love scary movies. Well, perfect. Well, this one wasn't so scary, but... Nonetheless, Scream is coming back and being rebooted. (laughs) Here we go with the reboot news. Uh, David Arquette will reprise his role as Sheriff Dewey. 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 (laughs) And apparently, he's thrilled to be playing Dewey again and reunite with the Scream family, because what else is he doing? Uh, The article goes like this. David Arquette will reprise his role as Sheriff Dewey Riley in... Pied Glasses Media Group's relaunch of Scream, which will be the fifth in the horror comedy film franchise. Production will begin later this year in Willing- Willington, North Carolina, when safety protocols are in place. Um, the Spyglasses in talks to bring back more legacy cast members for the project. And while details about the plot have not been revealed, Arquette did comment on what it means for him to return to the 24-year-old series. He said, I'm thrilled to be playing Dewey again and to reunite with my Scream family, old and new. Scream has been such a big part of my life and for the fans, myself, and I look forward to honoring Wes Craven's legacy. Um, For me, this is one of those uh, that was really good back in the 90s. Mm -hmm. Um, Wes Craven did a great job with that kind of genre. I don't know about a fifth one. But we'll see. I guess everything gets rebooted at some point, some sooner than later. Yeah, sounds a little less like a reboot, a little more like a true sequel. But, uh, you know, the first one was fantastic. The second one was all right. I didn't really care for the third one. Um, 
And then the fourth one, I think they did well with, you know, they took a break. Uh, I think there was, you know, five, maybe 10 years between the third and the fourth. Um, but you know, do we need another one? Yeah, we'll see. Obviously, Wes Craven did the first three, and uh, did he do four as well? I forget. As well, yeah. yeah. He did do the so This would be the first one, obviously, since he passed. And uh, Nev Campbell is in talks to reprise her role as Sidney Prescott, and uh, Matthew Lilliard is surprisingly in talks to return as Stu. Maybe Stu never died. I thought he died in the first one when the TV fell on his face. Yeah. Don't know. But speaking of Matthew Lilliard... In other entertainment news, he is bummed that he's not cast as Shaggy and Scoob. Going Scoob, I've like been playing Shaggy since 2003. <laughs> um, fans who watched the new Scooby Gang movie Scoob, which, by the way, if you got kids, that was a good flick. So check it out. Um, you will surely notice that Matthew Lillard is not voicing Shaggy. Again, chiming in on the sideways, Matt Forte or Will Forte was the voice of Shaggy this time. He didn't, I didn't think he did that great of a job as Scooby's voice. Um, would have rather preferred Matthew Lillard. But he goes on to say that about Scoob, he doesn't have a lot of good things to say. I wish them well. I hope the movie does well. It was a drag, and I was surprised that it happened. But Hollywood's an interesting place for sure. Sometimes you think you're going to get the job that you feel like was meant for you and you've been doing, but only to find out that, it's not always a guarantee. So um, he does sound super bummed um, about not being shaggy anymore. Cause he'd been playing it since uh, the early two thousands when the live action movie started. But uh, is it Frank Welker? He did. He's still doing the voice of Scooby and yep. uh, he was also the original voice of Fred and uh, he was Megatron in your transformer cartoons. <laughs> yeah. Will Fel- uh, Forte had a, uh, big set of shoes to fill. So originally you had Casey Kasem back in the original cartoon. Matthew Lillard did a spot-on impression of that. And uh, just from what I've seen in the previews for the new Scoob movie, uh, I think you're right. I I don't think he quite hits that uh, shaggy tone, uh, Will Forte anyway. Yeah, I agree. And uh, that was my only gripe with the movie. But if you got uh, kiddos or even if you're a fan of the Scooby-Doo series, um, I did watch the other night. It was a good movie. Yeah, the, so the humor looked great. Oh, it was spot on. And there was some good adult humor. Good, uh, good. Dastardly good joke in there. You guys can tune in for that one. Okay. Uh, all right, moving away from super entertainment to just the weird. <laughs> Carol Basket. Joe Exotic. There's no excited Ryan in the corner getting all jazz, so I'll do that for him. <laughs> Joe Exotic's new legal team. Is true to its word, and they're going to hit the road bright and early. Well, they hit the road bright and early yesterday to head to Washington, D.C., where they hope to ask President Trump to pardon Tiger King star Joe Exotic. Team leader uh, Eric Love just shared a video update from the official, the official Please Pardon Joe Exotic tour bus, saying they're en route to the White House with one goal in mind, and that is to free Joe Exotic. It's a 1,300-mile drive, and he's really loving all the support from all – Joe's fans along the way. As we told you, Love and the rest of Exotic's legal dream team out of Fort Worth are hoping to trip the nation's capital will grab the president's interest in case the Texas-style video asking him for a pardon didn't do the trick. Team Tiger's stance is not just Joe's not guilty of trying to get Carol Baskin killed. He was actually framed. 
Hmm, that's questionable. <laughs> of course, pardon from the president of the United States is a huge ask, but it's not outside the realm of possibility. Trump joked about it when talking about Tiger King at a coronavirus briefing, so it's already on his radar. Um, if he thinks Joe can help him out in November, who knows? Team Tiger should arrive in D.C. sometime this afternoon. Stay tuned. <laughs> that's what the article said on that one. Yeah, I mean... So the murder for hire was only one thing he was uh, put in prison for. The other was, yeah, I forget exactly what it was, but it was like tax evasion or, um, oh, no, no, it was unlawful um, uh, animal, you know, keeping of animals and, and, you know, running an unlawful zoo. I don't see how he's going to get that overturned. The other thing is if you watch the Tiger King series, which – 99% 99% of the population has at this point, so there's no spoiler alerts. If I were Joe Exotic, I'd be going after everybody else in that series who's guilty of something, making sure that they're in prison as opposed to trying to get yourself you know, out of prison for something that you're really there truly. You know, it's, uh, um, you know, Aside from the murder for hire, which, again, I mean, the evidence, I mean, shows that he he more than likely did it. Um, you know, he's there for other reasons as well. Absolutely. I'm glad I, I, I'm glad I can be so eloquent this morning. <laughs> I'm super eloquent always during these entertainment segments. I, uh, I always try to get snippets so I don't have to read the whole article. So I try to hit the base points and sometimes a stumble. Um, I think I had time for one more before birthdays. The birthdays are kind of long today. So All right. uh, uh, it's going to be kind of on a bummer news, and not many people would know this guy. But uh, ex WWE star Shad Gaspard goes missing during a beach swim. Uh, he was a part of a tag team called Crime Time in the early 2000s during the ruthless aggression era. Um, officials are desperately searching for Shad Gaspard after he went missing during a swim at Venice Beach on Sunday with his 10 year old son. Um, They were swimming with a group of swimmers. He got caught in a strong rip current around 4 p.m. when lifeguards racing under the water pulled everybody out. His son was rescued, but the 39-year-old pro wrestler has not been located. One official working with the L.A. Fire Department told the media they believe he was uh, 39-year-old did submerge. Um, Divers went sent to scour the area. Helicopters went searching from above. One witness at the scene tells us when lifeguards raced in the ocean, Gaspar directed rescuers to help his son first, which they did. During the rescue, we're told another big wave crashed down on Gaspard, and that's the last time he was seen. Oof. So, uh, Very sad news, and it just shows this guy's a big guy, too. He's yeah. uh, taller than the rock, super big, and it just goes to show it doesn't matter how big or small you are. Uh, you got to be real careful in that ocean because if you get caught in one of those things, it's, you know, and unfortunately it does not sound like this one's going to have a happy uh, ending. Unfortunately, unfortunately not. Yeah. Oh, poor guy. Found. Um also, now I guess uh, if you guys are looking for digital movies today, Sonic the Hedgehog is now out. The Way Back with Ben Affleck. Brahms the Boy 2 has released today. And if you're a Tom Cruise fan, Top Gun and Days of Thunder are now available in 4K. That is the entertainment news. Now we go to... Who do we have for birthdays today, Tone? Days today, Mr. State Puff himself, Marshmallow. He's a DJ. He's 28. Timberwolves and Celtics star and also star of the Uncut Gems movie, Kevin Garnett is 44. 
AKG, yo, look at this little rock, KG. Uh, rocker Pete Townsend, he is 74. Former Saints quarterback and father of my favorite quarterback of all time, Archie Manning, is a young 70. If you guys don't know, he is the father of Peyton and Eli Manning. And Peyton's my favorite, not Eli. Uh, comedian Michael Che is 37. He is the weekend update anchor on Saturday Night Live. And rocker Dusty Hill of ZZ Top. Everybody's crazy for a shop dress man. 71. Uh, Heavenly birthdays today. Joey Ramone would have been 69. Malcolm X would have been 95. Wow. Andre the Giant. Hi, pretty lady. Anybody want a peanut? (laughs) He would have been 74. And Peter Mayhew, Chewbacca, would have been 76. And that is your birthday fix right on well when we come back hopefully we'll have ryan with us we'll do rank it with ryan if not we'll move some things around but uh folks don't go anywhere it is a a little bit of a wacky tuesday today but we're having fun we'll see you on the other side Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. And for those of you who are watching us right now, you can see we've been joined by our, by our co-host, Ryan Wink. And, uh, you know, the uh, trifecta is now complete. Now, I wanted to remind everybody that we are on social media. We are all over social media. And this show is broadcast live on Facebook Live and YouTube Live for you guys to check out uh, not only live, as the name's suggest but also on replay as well if you want to find me on social media i can be found at facebook.com forward slash christian phoenix radio that's christian with a k phoenix with an f radio of course with an r or on instagram at christian phoenix tony is available at facebook.com forward slash tony dot san filippo s-a-n-f-i-l-i-p-p-o dot nine four or on instagram at tony dot san filippo 81 and Ryan can be found at facebook.com forward slash ryan.wink or on Instagram at nameswink. Well, Ryan is here and uh, we are going to be doing our Rank It with Ryan. Intro's a little ominous. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> It is a little ominous, especially for this topic today. Today's Rank It with Ryan. Good morning, by the way, gentlemen. How are we doing? So far, so good. All right. Yes, today's topic is the best cartoons of all time. Ooh. Well, this is something that we talked about uh, a little bit on last, I want to say, Friday show, best cartoon theme songs. But uh, this one is best cartoons. And uh, Tony, as we do, Every week, I'm going to go ahead and give you the first shot at a top 10 answer. Top 10, guys. Let's go. There might be some crossover with what happened last week as well. There may be. Ooh, Ooh, fancy. I'm going to go Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. In the top 10. See, this is why sometimes I don't like Ranker. You know, because I pull these lists up on Ranker. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is not in the top ten, which to me is absolutely ridiculous. That is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. I should have vetted this. I should have vetted it. <laughs> oh man, I didn't vet. I didn't vet hard enough. Well, the thing with Ranker is Ranker is pulled from the internet at large. So I mean, you've got people who vary in age range, but at the same time, you've got a lot of younger people. So uh, not so much our category, but. You never know. Um, you guys want to go top ten in our hearts? Can we do that? <laughs> well, let's go based off of ranker, and then we can okay, uh, we can agree or disagree as we let's did with go. horror movies last uh, week. Uh, okay. My, let's see. I'm going to say Masters of the Universe. Masters of the Universe also not on the top ten. Wow. <laughs> Now, don't be afraid to venture back in time as well. Okay. Just going to throw that out there. All right. Tony, back over to you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use a line, for, but I can't do it as good as uh, Ryan's dad, Joe, but let's go Flintstones. Flintstones? I've, what, what, is, what is the Flintstones? <laughs> this is a uh, really old cartoon about cavemen. It's just a show about a guy in a loincloth who ends up <laughs> oh wait was that a movie with john goodman it was yeah i think they made a cartoon out of that movie right okay i heard that they had done that i'm sorry that's not in the top 10 what (laughs) i'm just kidding i bet it i wanted to mess with you guys today mission accomplished exactly what the heck Um, I'm going to go from roughly the same era, and I'm going to say the Jetsons. I'm looking here at the top ten. The Jetsons isn't on there either. Wow. Wow. We're batting a thousand. All right, Tony? You can do this. You can do this. You guys want hints? Nope. <laughs> okay. Hey, Scooby Doo is number three. Hey, Tony's on the board, finally. At least one of us is. Nailed oh. it. All right. No. I'm going to go with my favorite cartoon of all time, but based on the way this is going, I, I, it's probably not on there. I'm going to say Transformers. Unfortunately, no, Christian. Transformers is not on the top 10. How? How? It's not in the top 20. What? It's not a, It's not in the top 25. It's not in the top 30? I strongly disagree with this. All right, Tony. That makes This makes it hard. Oh, geez. I guess I'm going to have to say uh, Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes number two. Oof. Nailed it. See, I was saying... You, think you back. T- took my answer as well. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna say Mickey Mouse. Mickey Mouse. Let's. Nope. What? It is not. It's not in the top ten. Now some of these, you know, you guys will see that they belong on there, but there's others. Well, so far, uh, Tony is. Mildly dominating. 
How many, how many more you guys want to do? How many more you want to guess? Well, we, we still got time, so uh, let's okay, keep going. Let's, let's keep it rolling. We're going to hash this out. Tony, what's your next guess? I say the Smurfs. The Smurfs. No. Ah. <clears throat> Sorry, Tony. Sorry, Tony. You guys want to hit? Are you good? Nope. No. You good? No. We're, we're, we're going to power through this, whether we get uh, no more or every single one on the top ten. Um, all right, one to zero. Let's go. All right. Let's see. Um, thinking back, I'm going to say Yogi Bear. Hey, boo-boo. Mm. Let's go get some picnic baskets. Nope, not on there. Sorry, sir. You lose! <laughs> you get nothing! Good day, sir! Oh. How about new? <laughs> How about new, Scott? Can he do? All right, gonna... <laughs> Tony, top ten cartoon of all time that we seem to be missing by a long shot. Tom and Jerry. Numero uno, sir. Number one. Boom. What? It is? No. It was number one. It was oh. number one. I have to Tony. say, Tom and Jerry, I did not enjoy that cartoon. It was the same crap. That little mouse always picking on that damn cat, pissing him off, and he always got his ass kicked. <laughs> <laughs> Good play, sir, I must say. I'm gonna Good go play. I'm gonna go primetime cartoon and say the Simpsons. Number nine. Got it. Person's on the board. Finally baby. on the board. Nice. We got Tony at two. Tony at one three. Three? Tony got, got three, three of them. Oh, he did get three, didn't he? I've got oh. one. That means we've got six left. <laughs> oh, damn. Throw darts at it. Um, Let's do it. I'm going to have to say uh, South Park. Should be on there. Not on there. I didn't think it would be, but we tried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I, I I probably can't win anyway, so I'm going to say the Snorks. I was mm. thinking. Mm-mm. Sorry, gentlemen. <laughs> Sorry, Christian. Tony's, Tony's killing it, actually. Tony, did you get the top three? What were yours? Scooby-Doo, Looney Tunes? And, Tom uh, and Jerry. And Tom yeah. and Jerry, yeah. Yeah, one, two, and three. All right, Tony, let's do one more round. You go ahead and go, and then uh, Ryan can walk us through the top ten so we can kick ourselves. I will say for my last guest, DuckTales. <sighs> DuckTales, woo! I, I did two different keys there, but yeah. it's number seven, baby. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> All right, and then for my final guess, I've lost anyway. I'm going to say Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Great show. Great show. Not on the top ten. Of course not. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Chippendale Rescue Rangers. You know never Still a great theme song, though. Still a great. All right. Yep. So take us down. Yep. Ten to one. Ten, okay, so wait, just so I'm clear, it was three to one? It was four to one. Tony won by a landslide. Wow. All right, let's go down this list, guys. Top cartoons of all time. Number 10, The Bugs Bunny Show. Eh, it's kind of Looney Tunes. <laughs> 
I, you know, yeah, there's, uh, there's some other things too. Number nine, Simpsons. Okay. Simpsons got, <laughs> got that one. Definitely. Yeah. Number eight, the Tom and Jerry show. Okay. Was that? That was one of Tony's Wait. guess. Okay, I'm the Tom. Tom, All right, (laughs) Tom and Jerry's on there twice. Uh, okay. Let's just go down the list. Number seven, (laughs) Ducktales. Okay. (laughs) Yep. All right. Number six, Avatar: The Last Airbender. What? What? (laughs) Come on, man. Yeah. Well. If you didn't like that one, get ready for this one. Number five, Teen Titans. Oh, yeah! Of all time? No. 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 (laughs) Take it up with Ranker, guys. I have nothing to do with this list rather than the fact I picked it. (laughs) Which, in retrospect, actually was a great idea because I was was freaking goosing Christian. (laughs) All right. All right, Teen Titans. Any uh, you guys want to weigh in on that one? Uh, just Bye. no. <laughs> Number four. Number four. SpongeBob SquarePants. I can. Kind of, I can, can, can kind of see with as long as that's been gone, but uh, I still disagree. Yeah, I mean, I think that was the generation right after us. Yeah, that's yeah. like, what are you guys, Gen X? No, we're technically millennials. You guys are millennials? Yeah. You're not on the cusp? Elder millennials, yep. Okay, well, the younger millennials loved the SpongeBob SquarePants. Yep. All right, guys, the top three. I mean, Tony nailed it. I've already mentioned one of them earlier in the list. Number three, Scooby-Doo, where are you? Yep. Number two. Looney Tunes. And then number one. (laughs) Again. One was the Tom and Jerry show. This one is just Tom and Jerry. Uh, that makes no sense. But, you know, that's what you get when you go to the internet for uh, a poll. So that does it for this episode of Rank It With Ryan. Folks, don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking rebranding garbage after this. Don't go away. Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now, back to the show. And welcome back, folks. It's been a uh, little bit of a strange Tuesday, but we're having fun here. Uh, we have lost Tony in video as he heads off to his day job, and uh, but we do have him on audio. Now, if you guys missed a portion of this show or need to catch up on any previous episodes, you can do so by heading over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, and uh, Tony is... Uh, giving us his the nice chime of his car as we speak. Uh, AmericaMatters.us, shows and podcasts. Uh, go on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show. You can find everything you need there. Or head over to anywhere you get podcasts. Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, uh, Dozer, Doozer, something along those lines. There's ones I've never heard of, but we're on there. And uh, while you're mm-hmm. there, subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you think, and be sure to share. Let your friends know how much fun you're having. 
We've got uh, Tony, who's uh, apparently um, wallowing in the singularity there. But uh, in any case, wanted to take wanted to take this segment to talk about something that I came across that just shocked me. I'm gonna I'm gonna read the article and then get your guys' thoughts on it. So Chuck E. Cheese is known for many things. Arcade games, an unsettling animatronic band, its titular rodent mascot. In other words, you could paint a fairly vivid picture of this Dave & Buster's for children without mentioning the fact that it sells pizza. To put it polite terms, Chuck E. Cheese's pizza isn't something you seek out. It's something you eat because you forgot to sneak outside food into Chuck E. Cheese. At a time when restaurants across the country have had to pivot to takeout, the inability to access any part of the Chuck E. Cheese experience besides its thoroughly mediocre pizza might explain why the company has gone through something of a stealth rebrand. As a, a recent investigation initiated by a hungry, disappointed, and curious Redditor has revealed, Chuck E. Cheese seems to be going by Pasquale's Pizza and Wings, at least on Grubhub. In a post on Reddit Philadelphia, user Kendall Neff shared a text conversation they had with a Grubhub driver after getting an order of Pasquale's Pizza and Wings that tasted suspiciously like Chuck E. Cheese pizza. <laughs> Further research from commenters revealed that at least in this particular Philly area case, Pasquale's and Chuck E. Cheese were both listed separately on Grubhub, but with the same address. Upon further review, the story seems to check out. Pasquale is the name of the pizza chef in the Chuck E. Cheese universe, if Charles Entertainment Cheese's weirdly depressing backstory is considered canon. There are also apparently dozens of other Pasquale's locations across the country that are listed on Grubhub who share an address with Chuck E. Cheese. So, in essence, what Chuck E. Cheese has done is rebranded their name to try and sell their terrible pizza in a time during the coronavirus lockdown. Now, I understand that they want to stay in business and do what they can, but this would be the time where they should really step up their quality versus trying to trick people into getting their terrible, terrible pizza. <laughs> that is awful. Pasquale's Pizza, home of the hot bird and the dirty gas. Wait, you guys don't like Chuck E. Cheese pizza? No, it's terrible. <laughs> Herbo, no, Ryan, no. <laughs> like, uh, like they said in the article. Me a freaking bone here, boss. It's one of those things you get just because you forgot to sneak food into the Chuck E. Cheese. It's, oh, yeah. It, it's. When's the last time you guys had Chuck E. Cheese pizza? For me, it was about a year ago. Um, I've got uh, two you boys. Have kids. Yeah, you have kids, and they go to birthday parties all the time. Unfortunately, Chuck E. Cheese is one of those locations they go to, and it is always disappointing. Did anybody? No one mentioned how much money it costs to win all those tickets and then get the worst prizes. Walkie talkies with about a ten foot radius. <laughs> It'll cost, that'll run you about $200, maybe three. <laughs> yeah, and unfortunately, Grubhub's not delivering tickets uh, via their service. And, uh, you know, it, it is designed to make as much money with as little overhead as possible. And uh, this just goes to show that, you know, rebranding, you know, you're, you're bound to get found out if you do something like this. Uh, the other thing that I was shocked by, there was a story, I want to say about a year ago, 
where uh, apparently some Chuck E. Cheeses or them as a whole, don't know if it was a, a you know, um, franchise-wide uh, issue, but any leftover pizza, people were saying that uh, the people, the, the waiters would take the pizza back to the kitchen and then rearrange slices from leftover pizzas to bring out as full pizzas to another party. And I, I really hope that's not true, but I rem- you never know. I remember that article. Yeah, that, I remember seeing that. And uh, I've had a few. Now, I've never eaten at the one in Fort Collins. They just shut it down. In fact, they threw the animatronic uh, Chucky in the trash. And there's this pizza place behind it called That 80s Pizza. And they went dumpster diving and they rescued... <laughs> Chucky's head. Now he's like they're they're trying to refurbish his head to put in their museum, which is a killer pizza place. If you're in Fort Collins, Colorado, it's a neat place. But the Chuck E. Cheese, though, like I've had a lot of friends that go there and they're just like, oh my god, it is the absolute worst food in the world. It's just terrible. <laughs> it yeah yeah. It's just... Did you guys ever see Zach Galifianakis's bit? Where he goes, do you know how hard it is to get a table for one at Chuck E. Cheese when you look like this? <laughs> uh, I haven't, but now I got to go back and I got to go back. And I, watch I'm gonna have that. to. I'm gonna have to watch that clip. I thought about it when Tony's like, "No, I haven't been there," and I was like, "You don't have kids, do you, Tony?" No, I don't. No, well, maybe down in Austria there was that meme floating around a couple weeks ago, so. <laughs> None that he right. knows of. <laughs> the beer goggles, yeah. <laughs> yes, Sachaka cheeses. Sachaka cheese, yeah. Where this a kid is, could be a kid. This is Klaus San Filippo, and uh, a couple of things he loves is Pasquale's pizza. Yeah, and, and wings. I I like to use the Grubhub, and when Grubhub delivers, I notice I get the pizza, and I instantly have bad gas and big tummy ache. Oh, play the movie. <laughs> yeah, Pasquale, this is, this is the best. Oh, we love it so much. <laughs> now, hold on. Hold on, guys. This uh, segment wouldn't be complete if I didn't drop a terrible pun. Yeah, oh, Pasquale's is actually Chuck E. Cheese's. I wonder who ratted them out. <laughs> I was wondering when we were going to f- get our first Ryan pun. I love it. There we go, guys. I love it so much when you when you drop the Pasquale puns. Well, we, yeah. Okay. We've got about a minute left in the segment. Just real quick, can you guys think of any other restaurant places that would benefit from rebranding their garbage food so that people didn't know it was actually them? Long John Silver's? <laughs> okay. That's a, I could that, agree with that, that one. I'm a, sorry, but seafood, fast food, the... the two things that shouldn't go together it's like gas station sushi exactly tony uh wow that is a good question i'm trying to think of like somewhere bad that would just do really good i mean domino's has tried it numerous of times but then I mean, they don't change their name but uh i'm not quick with the thought on that one so i'm well, not 100 percent sure well we're headed into the long break now and uh, when we come back we have our call-in topic we're going to be talking about food poisoning horror stories and i know that tony would agree that if 7-eleven was delivering they should probably change their name but folks don't go anywhere you won't want to miss our next segment and we'll see you guys on the other side
Fera Fuzzball. I'm about to do to you what Limp Bizkit did to music in the late 90s. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. second hour of this episode of the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. We have lost Tony officially to the singularity, but we do still have with me my co-host Ryan Wink. Ryan, how you doing so far? I'm doing well. A little sad we lost Tony, but you know, what are you going to do? He'll reappear at some point. All right. All right. Tony, wherever you are, we miss you already, buddy. <laughs> and he's actually Re- going to try and call in for our call-in topic. Uh, and as you know, we do each and every day at this time we want to go through invite you guys to call in this is an interactive show Um, at the end of the segment based on our segment topic that we're going to be talking about here in a second but that number is 844-790-TALK again that's 844-790-8255 toll free from anywhere in the world so if you are tony's baby mama in austria and you feel like calling us (laughs) Please do so. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. And the call-in topic today is something that I was dealing with yesterday, and we're talking uh, food poisoning. Food poisoning horror stories uh, came in yesterday, not feeling so great. Pretty sure it was from a pizza that I ate the night before. Uh, Luckily, I'm feeling great today, and so uh, it's not the flu, it's not coronavirus, so... Folks, don't worry. I'm all good. But I uh, want to talk about times where, you know, you, you, you were tempted by that gas station sushi. It looked good in the moment, but then you instantly regretted it or regretted it a couple hours after eating. Uh, Ryan, any food poisoning horror stories that come to mind for you? Oh, you bet. Real quick, was it uh, Pasquale's pizza that you ate? It wasn't. You know, it, it okay. might as well have been, but, uh, <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. Yeah, you know, it was one of the big chain ones. We'll we'll put it. That we'll, far. We'll, yeah, we'll leave we'll leave it at that. Yeah. We don't want to uh, damage any reputations. Exactly. Yeah, so I actually do have a uh, food poisoning horror story. Um, I lived in Brazil for a number of years, and uh, one day I uh, had a, had a couple of drinks, and uh, this hot dog cart street hot dog cart was sounding scrumptrelescent. Nope. For yeah. <laughs> so you know my uh my one of my co uh one of my band members he this the dude had a iron gut, you know. And so he 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 was like it's fine. I, I've never gotten sick my whole life from these hot dog carts. So I was like all right, I'll go for it. Let me let me just preface this story with uh letting you know so in portuguese the r when you put an r at the beginning of a word it's pronounced like an h 
So okay. I've seen hot dog carts, which are spelt rot dog <laughs> carts. Just, just so fitting. <laughs> so fitting. So I ate this hot dog, and this turned into a three month stomach ache. <laughs> three month stomach ache. I was. I went to the doctor probably three different times, and they. They prescribed me some sort of medication. Didn't work. Didn't work. Three months, I was, my stomach did not feel right from this rot dog I ate. Did the, and, uh, did the rot dog give you like a tapeworm or something? I can't imagine. Three months. Yeah, I definitely, I, I had a, some sort of bacteria, some sort of, para, I think it was a parasite Ooh. is what it was. Yeah. And, uh. Yeah, eventually it just went away. I, I came home, I think it had been two and a half years, and it finally ended when I came home, had some good old American food, and uh, started getting that in my gut. And yeah, it finally went away, but it was, yeah. my it, it, Now, it wasn't, it wasn't as bad some days, mm-hmm. but throughout three months, I was messed up. That parasite it, uh, reared its ugly head every once in a while. Yeah, it, and it, it was the worst, man. <laughs> it was the absolute worst. Now, I got to ask, how long was it before you had hot dogs again? I uh, <laughs> still no. No, I, I, I could do it now. I will. I will put one in my mouth. <laughs> I was just going to say, we were just talking about it yesterday. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'm back. I'm back. I mean, this was, I don't know. How old was I? 24 at the time. Okay. Which I won't say how long ago that was. I don't reveal my age. This this is a timeless beauty right here. Yeah, it was last week. uh, Yeah, I just turned uh, 25. (laughs) So for me, uh, one that really comes to mind is back in high school, and, and Tony was with me on this one. Uh, we were headed up to Reno from Carson City for a Red Hot Chili Peppers and uh, Deftones concert and decided to stop off at El Pollo Loco for a bite to eat before the show. And uh, turns out we got some undercooked El Pollo Loco chicken. And uh, let's just say that uh, the burrito came out just about the same way that it went in. Um, it was, oh. yeah. And it took me, I would say... 10 years, 15 years before I had El Pollo Loco again. And when I had it again, it was fantastic. It was good. You know, it was one of those just one-of-a-kind type things that happened, but it took me a long while before I could even think about El Pollo Loco again. Was it undercooked? I think so. I think so. Oh. And, I mean, that's that's what you run into with chicken, and, you know, it's especially when they're mass you know, produce mass cooked like that uh, on the spot. It just takes one to be undercooked, and and then you deal with the consequences uh, the same way that I did. But uh, yeah, and uh, undercooked beef is one thing. You know, I like a rare steak. But same here. Chicken and undercooked pork, two things that I don't want to mess with. <laughs> Can't blame you at all. Well, folks, we want to hear your food poisoning horror stories on the other side of this break. The phone lines are open now. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. Give us a call. We want to hear from you. Food poisoning horror stories. You won't want to miss this. 
unable to listen to the whole show, a recording of today's program will be available later today. Visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we are back. This is Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th, and we are talking food poisoning horror stories like uh, Ryan's Rot Dog or my El Pollo Puco. <laughs> so uh, we do want to hear from you. We want you to call in. Again, that number is 844-790-TALK, 844-790-8255. We do have some callers on the line. I love it when I see those phone lines light up and uh, figures it would take something like uh, – uh, food poisoning to get people to call in. But uh, let's go ahead and go to our first caller. Who do we have here on the line? What's up, fellas? It's Tim. Hey, Tim. Tim, Tim was our guest host yesterday, did an awesome job, and a frequent calling contributor, and I have no doubt that you have a great food poisoning horror story. <laughs> you know, I've only had it one time, and it was god-awful, man. Lucky? I've ever, ever. I know. I've been pretty lucky. Um, I got it from a local Mexican restaurant here in town, which is actually a very good Mexican restaurant. And I had a uh, chicken burrito, and God, it was the worst. I okay. So the first day, the next morning, I was in bed all day long. I didn't. There's no TV in my bedroom. There's no nothing. I didn't even have my cell phone on me because it made me sick. And I was in bed the whole day just miserable because I could not move except for the crawling to the bathroom to relieve myself. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then the next day I was, I was able to crawl to the living room so I can at least have the TV. And, uh, the, at that point, I don't think we had cable. I think the only thing I was able to pick up was like, uh, like a bachelor, like marathon. Oh God! Oh. <laughs> it was weird. Was I actually got? I got, I got into it. <laughs> Did you really? I was going to say that's worse than the food poisoning itself. <laughs> it, I mean, it kind of helped, you know, relieve the the pain from the food poisoning. I think. <laughs> and the third day wasn't as bad, and finally the fourth day I went back to work. But I think I lost about maybe twelve pounds just from uh, those three days of, of pain. It's a great short-term diet plan if you can deal with the uh, the ill effects. <laughs> no, it was probably the worst I ever felt, so I don't think I ever want to go through that ever again. I don't blame you. Don't blame Have you, you since been back, let me, Tim? Let me... Have you What's been that? back to the restaurant? I have. I just, I just don't order the chicken now. Yeah. I get the steak now. All it is, takes is once, is you know, sure like enough. you said, it's a good... Yeah. It's a good restaurant, but all it takes is once. Yep. yep. Exactly. Oof. Let me chime in real quick on the top the top ten cartoon list you guys did earlier. That <laughs> list sucked. It was terrible, right? <laughs> Tim sucked. Man, that was bad. And Tim knows cartoons, so if he's saying it's bad, then uh, you know it's bad. What, what was the worst one yeah. for you on there? Probably like Teen Titans, maybe. Teen Titans. Yeah. For me, Absolutely. it was Avatar The Last Airbender. Did not deserve <laughs> See, I've never seen that. I've never seen I've never seen that one, so I can't really chime in. But to have, I mean, I can understand. We're not as young as we used to be, but still, I wouldn't think those would be on there. Right. (laughs) Well, Tim, we appreciate you calling in. As always, we'll have uh, you on the show definitely in the future. Absolutely. Uh, And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Tim. All right, guys. Have a good one. All right, buddy. All right. We've also got another caller on the line. Who's joining us now? Hello? 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 Yes. Can you hear me? Yeah. Who do we have on the phone now? 
We have uh, from the singularity. It is I, Tony, hey, for another segment. Tony, what's going on? I was hoping. What up, guys? I was hoping Tony would make it in time to call in for this. Um, he's got a great story, Tony. Why don't you go <laughs> ahead with it? Hit us, baby. I do. I was. I'm, I, I can't wait to listen back to hear about the rot dog, and uh, <laughs> I already know about the El Pollo Loco one because I got to experience that along with Chris. So I can't wait to hear the stories. Um, but mine was uh, a year ago, or actually it was 10 months ago. Um, it was uh, one of my coworkers. They had a baby, um, and I went to the hospital, and I went and saw the baby. And uh, when I left, I stopped by 7-Eleven in Loveland, Colorado. And um, I went in just to get a drink for the long drive home, because at the time I commuted down to Brighton, which was about a 45-minute drive. And uh, when I went in, you know, I get my soda. It was the Diet Dr. Pepper. And uh, the lady's like, hey, I've got, do you want a free chicken taquito? Because we're just going to talk all these because it was towards the end of like a later. And I was like, my instant gut reaction was like, hell no. Like, no thanks. And I was like, and she goes, Are, I go, no, I'm good. Thank you. And she goes, no. Or she goes, well, they're just going to go to waste. Are you sure you don't want them? And I was like, you know, I'll go ahead and take them and I'll bring them to my coworkers. Like, you know, free food. People like free food. I'm like, sure, I'll do it. So I take them and, you know, I drive home, I get home that evening and I watch a little TV and I realize, you know, I'm pretty hungry. So I ate one and I was like, you know what? They're free. And, and it didn't taste funky or anything. It tasted a little greasy. And I was like, this not my favorite, but whatever. It was free. So then <laughs> free is the, never the free next morning, like 6 a.m. Free was not free because 6 a.m. I had like instantly that Fear. Like my stomach gurgled in the middle of a dream. <laughs> and I think I might have been making out with Taylor Swift in the dream or whatever. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to crap my pants. Like, what the hell's going on? And I instantly, I was shooting out of both ends. And I know it was graphic and disgusting, but I was like on the toilet, like Harry from Dumb and Dumber, like legs up and just, oh, 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 and just blowing it up. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, it's that damn taquito. I ate the rotten taquito, son of a bitch. <laughs> and I felt, oh, oh, my God, it was the worst. So I have, like, this Cal Ripken Iron Man streak going on uh, at the time where I didn't, I didn't call into work. I hadn't called in. I'd been at the this location for about a year and a half. And so I'm like, I can tough it out. I can tough it out. I had been, I, I crapped everything out of my system. I mean, there was literally nothing, and I puked everything out, but I still decided <laughs> I'm going to go to work like an idiot. So... I get halfway to Longmont, and I had a questionable one, and I was like, oh, yeah, this isn't happening. I was stopping at every every exit that had a, had a gas station or something. I was stopping to pull a Harry, and I finally got halfway, and I, had to, I got to work, and most of the time at work, I was in the bathroom. I finally had to leave, and I had to call in the next day. So two days of nonstop, literal, like, Colin Clinton, it was awful, and I did not share the taquitos with my coworkers um, because a good thing. I I just got the worst case of food poisoning, and it was a chicken taquito. So to this day, I have not had a taquito. I have not gone back to Seven Eleven, and I have very very fun um, not fond memories, but horrible <laughs> memories. And my cheeks, they never want to go through that again. Because talk about a raw deal. Yeah, awful. Yeah, it goes to show you got to trust your gut, especially when it comes to 
fat or uh, gas station hot food or sushi uh, in other cases. But uh, Tony, thank you for calling in and sharing it with us. Um, I, I knew Tony. That- real, Tony, real quick, I got one before you go. I wonder. Uh, yeah, on that good, day, better. who scored? Wait, if you or Cal Ripken scored more runs. Trust your gut or yes. you might bust your gut. That's all. That's it. Have a good one, buddy. Love it. I love it. That was, I love it. That was the best pun I've heard. Actually, that might be my favorite pun. That was a good one. <laughs> all right. <laughs> at my expense. I love it. If I could be at that expense. So, uh, all right, fellas, you have a kick, kick-ass rest of the show. And uh, everyone out there, thanks for listening. And I'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Tom. Right on, buddy. All right, we're moving on. We've got another caller on the line. Who's joining us now? Hello, this is Jesse. Oh, this is my beautiful fiance, Jesse, who is, uh, <laughs> of course, calling in to share a very disgusting story, which uh, just goes to show the uh, amount of love that we have in our relationship. <laughs> yeah, it's called barfing it. That's how much I love you. Right. <laughs> um, so when I was little, I lived in Carson, grew up on a small farm in Carson, and we grew lots of different kinds of produce, and one of them was corn. And it was the summer that I realized you could eat the corn raw as long as it was really little. And I would see my dad, like, walk through the cornfield, take a bite of it, kind of test it, throw it away. And so I tried it one time, and I thought it was delicious. So, so good. And so I kind of snuck into the cornfield, and for the rest of the day, I just mowed down on raw, small corn. And it's nighttime, dinner time, everyone's having dinner, and I'm like, I don't feel good. And my parents are like, what's going on? Why don't you feel good? And I'm like, I'm just not that hungry. And I didn't want to get in trouble for eating all of the baby corn. And so um, I, like, kept holding it in, kept holding it in, and then I could not hold it in. And I projectile vomited all over the kitchen table. My family had guests over. And to this day, I still cannot look at baby corn without getting that, like, dry heebie feeling. And it still gives me the weebie-jeebies when I think about it. And I'm sure they found out really quick why you weren't feeling so good, because I'm sure that's the only thing that came out of you. (laughs) That was it. That was it. It was just more corn. That was all that came out of me. Yeah. She tried tried to lie about it, but there was a kernel of truth in there. At this point, I'm starting to anticipate uh, Ryan's puns. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, you know when it's coming. Well, Jesse, thank so you. To this day, my dad will still stick like baby corn on my plate as a joke. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a, it's a long going joke. The, that's a okay, good one, bye. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Appreciate you calling in. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye. All right. Well, that does it for food poisoning horror stories folks uh we had fun with that and uh you know we got more show ahead of us we've got two more segments when we come back we're going to be talking face mask fails and i've got a uh, wonderful list that you won't want to miss we'll be right back to join the conversation Call 844-790-TALK. That's 844-790-8255. Now, back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. Now, we've set up what we call the Phoenix Line, a 24-hour-a-day, seven-day-a-week voicemail message line. You will not get a live person. 
You know how it works. You leave a message after the beep. Leave us your thoughts on anything. You could chime in about uh, the call-in topic that we just had about food poisoning horror stories. Uh, we had so much fun with that. And, uh, you know, it is a uh, interesting thing that everybody has their own story. So we encourage you to call in. That number is 855-PHOENIX-RADIO. That's 855-F-E-N-I-X-R-D-O. Or for those of you who uh, just like to deal with the numbers, that's 855 855- 336-4973 can be on any topic. Just check in. Tell us how you're feeling. You can rant and rave. Keep it entertaining. We'll compile all of those up, and we will play them on a future show. Now, uh, I have my co-host, Ryan, here, and uh, we live, obviously, in the age of coronavirus right now. Many states are still shut down. For the most part, more businesses are opening. But as we see businesses opening... One of the requirements that we're seeing pretty much all across the board is that everybody is required to wear face masks. And as such, you have people coming out of the woodwork who are offering their very own, including... Hey, you cool cats and kittens. Yes, the very own... Carol Baskin. Yes, Carol Baskin. Her and her big cat rescue started hawking two different styles of masks, both featuring her catchphrase. She even modeled them on Facebook. She said, uh, be one of the very first to get your very own mask featuring Carol's favorite tagline. Each of the $11 masks features the phrase along with the face of a smiling tiger. They are available in black and leopard print, of course, and are both dual layered and can be tied in a variety of ways. And so seeing that story got me to thinking that, uh, you know, I've seen a number of stories of people who have uh, improvised their face masks when they need to go out and wanted to run down some of the stranger ones that I've seen. The first is, and I'll post this up on our Facebook page so those folks that want to see the visual along with, as I describe it, uh, head over to facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. So the first one is a uh, gentleman appearing to buy some Corona Premier, oddly enough, and he is wearing one of those old eyes wide shut sort of beak uh, shaped masks with the full on robe. And and uh, I mean, he is taking this very seriously or not seriously at all uh, based on the picture. But uh, I mean, I guess that's one way to protect yourself. Yeah. uh, Kubrick, right? That was Kubrick. Yeah. And uh, but it, it's it's the one that's a little more involved than that. I, you know, it's like an Illuminati or, or like old. Uh, actually, uh, I think it's French based, but it looks like a big old beak and. It's, and it's it, it, that's disturbing on its own. But isn't it strange that we could go into banks and convenience stores with our faces covered? Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it is a very weird world that we live in now. And, you know, I was over getting my prescription filled yesterday and, you know, they need my ID in order to verify my identity. But how can they really verify my identity if I've got a face mask on and it's only my eyes, you know, showing through? But yeah, I've been ID'd several times where they look at my ID, they look up at my face, which is covered, and then they hand my ID back. Right. This is a great time to buy alcohol underage. I don't condone it, but I'm I'm sure it's happened. Hey, and I'm you, sure it's happening. If you look close enough, you might as well get away with it. Uh, this next one, I, I love this. There's an older gentleman who is uh, at a grocery store, picking through the produce, putting some looks like apples in his bag, and his face mask happens to be a, a feminine hygiene pad with the wings that's stuck to the either side of his cheeks. 
Wow, and he left the pad like that? He did. (laughs) (laughs) I guess when you have to improvise, you have to improvise, right? You know, it works for um, for a lot of folks. (laughs) This next one uh, was a social media post. Uh, The poster put, uh, when my daughter has no face mask to go outside but says, don't worry, Dad, I got this. There is a picture of her standing with her dog, and she is wearing a Stormtrooper helmet, which, uh, yeah, I guess that's one way to protect yourself. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still back. I'm still back on the tampon guy. It's, uh, that one took me a second to absorb. Oh, great pun. Great pun. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh yeah uh stormtrooper yeah 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 it's hey it's smart on the girl you know if if a little girl can come up with a, a stormtrooper mask as a way to uh provide that extra layer of protection hey why not give it to her for sure i'm with you yep all right this next one is uh somebody over at an orthopedic appointment and uh it's very apparent that they didn't have a mask and they didn't even have something to to quickly improvise they walked in in a full inflatable polar bear costume you know like the uh, t-rex ones that have the little uh, plastic vinyl uh, viewfinder that they can see through in this case it's a polar bear and uh, you know if you got to protect yourself you got to protect yourself even if you dress up as a polar bear I was trying to think of a hibernate pun. <laughs> it just didn't come through. <laughs> Dang it. I so I can't bear it. Oh I'm going I'm going back to bed. Yeah. I don't have the crickets for that one, but uh No, we needed the crickets, dude. What's I know, <laughs> I know. Well, I to be fair, wasn't feeling so good yesterday. Ended up going home a little bit early, but uh, <laughs> I will I will have the crickets sooner than later. Next, we've got a couple uh, obviously joke ones. Uh, somebody who had taken a, uh, a coffee filter and wrapped it around their face and uh, wrote on their cough e filter. Uh, that would be a pun worthy of uh, Ryan's appreciation. <laughs> That's what they put on their mug. Yep. On their mug? Yep. Hold on. On their mug. <laughs> <laughs> I got, I got screens best, I got to dial through. The uh. best part of waking up is filters on your mug. <laughs> I like it. Uh, the next one, again, obviously a joke, is uh, somebody took a... Um, uh, a CD-ROM, you know, for those kids out there who don't know what a CD-ROM is, uh, that is something that you used to put into your computer to load programs. Uh, they took one, wrapped it with rubber bands, put it around their face, and it just so happened to be a Norton antivirus CD-ROM disc. <laughs> you got to appreciate it. So, uh, Dude, I have not heard the phrase CD-ROM in a dog's age. Thank you for that. Wow. Uh, so, uh, technology, baby. It's, it's great. If we start talking about floppy disks, you know, we're, I was we're just getting into the drop. old territory. I was just floppy disks pop into my head, man, <laughs> CD ROMs and Rams and modems and floppy disks. <laughs> uh, remember when a 128 K modem was just like light speed. <laughs> Dinner, dinner, dinner. 
nightmares. Remember that noise? Oh, yeah. That sound still gives me nightmares. <laughs> All right. This next one is uh, a guy who is preemptively trying to keep people at that six-foot distance. Doesn't have a mask, but he does have a sign on his back that says, if you can smell my fart, we are not far enough apart. So <laughs> Poetry. Yeah. Poetry in motion. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, this next one is great. There's a, a gentleman, I got to say, he's either sitting on, I wouldn't think a plane, but maybe um, uh, a train seat or something along those lines, where he has one of the, uh, like, doctor surgeon masks, which is great. You know, a lot of people are using those uh, as the masks that they need to, if they can get their hands on them. But in this case, he uh, he doesn't so much care about his own health in that he's poked a hole right in the middle so he can stick his cigarette in there and uh, make sure that he can smoke with the mask on. That's dedication. It is. It is. That is dedication. That's uh, That must not be the U.S. then because you can't <laughs> smoke on trains here. I'm going to guess Bulgaria. Uh, I would say even China. You know, he's... Uh, I guess you can probably you could probably smoke on trains in a number of countries, and I want to visit them. <laughs> <laughs> After post Roro, just so you, just so you can say that you did. You know, uh, I, I enjoy a good train ride, and I enjoy a good smoke every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm sure when you've been out there, you've run into the people who are taking things overly serious i mean yes your coronavirus is serious and we're not downplaying that fact but there are people who are are taking it to the next level and this next one is uh, certainly that case they have a full yellow raincoat with rain boots face shield uh hat and then they have (laughs) they have taped a number of um three foot long foam pool noodles to the raincoat so that way there's three feet on any side of them uh, that people can avoid wow you you never can be too careful you know apparently not it's (laughs) coronavirus wow i don't know that's yeah don't even don't even warrant that with a sound. Oh, I'm not. I'm not. I've oh, moved on. Oh, perfect. Thank you. No, <laughs> moving moving right along. <laughs> and then finally, there are uh, people who um, realize that you know maybe when they're in their car, and you've seen the people with the face masks on in their car, which obviously doesn't make a whole lot of sense because there's no one around them. But uh, this next person has taken that to the next extreme and have put a face mask across the front of their car's grill. Um, I guess that is uh, extra protection while in the vehicle. No, that's that's genius, actually, because, you know, there's it could be in the air, and so they're blocking it from getting it, you know, through the grill and thus into the cab. The logic totally checks out on that one. I, I, I'm gonna, I don't see any fallibility with that whatsoever. None whatsoever. No fallacy at all. It's, uh, the logic is, is airtight. <laughs> Lit- oh. oh, you did a pun without even knowing you did a pun. Woo! <laughs> I'm back, baby. 
All right. Well, folks, if you want to see the pictures of what I've been describing, plus a whole lot more, go on to our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Christian Phoenix Radio. It will be posted there shortly after the show, so that way you can join in the fun that we've been having. Folks, don't go anywhere. When we come back, we are into the last segment of the show, and that means it is time for This Day in History with Ryan. Don't go anywhere. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 775-237-2266. Now back to the show. And we are back, folks. This is the Christian Phoenix Radio Show on a Tuesday, May 19th. And uh, we've reached always the saddest part of the show, the last segment. But we try to keep it entertaining with uh, This Day in History with Ryan. Before we get to that, want to remind everybody that if you missed a portion of this show, if you want to catch up on any of the previous shows, head over to americamatters.us, click on the Shows and Podcasts link, Scroll on down to the Christian Phoenix Radio Show, and you can find uh, video, audio, what you need there. Or you can head over to anywhere you get podcasts, Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify, Anchor, Breaker, iHeart, TuneIn, any number of them. I think we're up to 20 platforms that are carrying our show right now. And uh, subscribe, leave a review, let us know what you think. But uh, as I mentioned, we are into the last segment of the show, and that always means that it is This Day in History with Ryan. All right. Thank you, Christian. Yes, sadly, it is the end of the show, but it is time for another installment of This Day in History with yours truly, Ryan Wink. Let's get straight into it. On this day in 1857, the electric fire alarm system was patented in Boston, Massachusetts, the first city to adopt the method. So, so does you know, that- helping, helping kids get out of school... I was going to say, so in this day, tomorrow in 1857, was the very first uh, fire alarm that was pulled to ditch school? Yes, absolutely. His name was Butch Wilkins, and he attended uh, Thomas, no, Benjamin Franklin. No, I'm making making that up. But yes, that's tomorrow. You you blew it. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm I'm looking ahead to tomorrow's show, but... uh, it's funny, you, you hear the stories of, you know, the, the fire alarms that have ink in them. I've never actually right. seen that happen. Is that just an is, urban myth, or is that really a thing? That's a great question. I've never seen it either, but I think, I don't know if our, our uh, listeners and viewers would agree. Maybe somebody could comment, please, because I would love to know if they've actually seen that, or it's just the story that circulates around. It, it's like the dye in the pool that uh, they say, you know, will turn the pool blue, or you know, some, if if you end up peeing in it, you know, I, that's actually true. Is it okay? Again, no, no, it's not. Never, never seen it in real life, so uh, could be an urban myth. Maybe not. All right. In a movie, I think I did see it once. Oh, you know, if it's in a movie, just like on the internet, it has to be true. Has to be true. All right, moving right along. On this day in 1897, Oscar, Wa- Oscar Wilde was released from Reading Gaul Prison, having served two years of hard labor for gross indecency. Any idea what that gross indecency was? I didn't even realize that he had gone to prison. I didn't either. Um, perhaps 
he was the author, right? I'm sorry, excuse my, uh, excuse my ignorance. I'm 25. It's been seven years since I left high school. <laughs> yeah, is you, that correct? Oscar Wilde. He was a poet, actually. Yeah, they're authors too. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they write words. Well, yeah, I could have been. Do you think it was for a poem? Um, boy. Uh, done a little more research yeah he wrote uh dorian gray and the importance of being earnest um oh apparently it was uh he wrote about homosexuality which was a criminal offense at that time so he ended up uh, going to prison for uh indecency because of that which is just crazy to think of in today's terms 1897 yep 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 Well, moving right along, on this day, there's a couple things that happened in 1967. The Soviet Union ratified a treaty with the United States and Britain that banned nuclear weapons from outer space. Interesting. Yeah, that was right around the space race, and I can see where they would be coming up with that. Uh, you know, and going back out to the old uh, Yakov Shmirnov, you know, in Russia, treaty rights you. So, <laughs> um, I don't know if you've seen it. I don't know how much TV you're watching, but the very first commercials for recruitment of the United States Space Force have just started coming out, which I thought I'd never see in my lifetime. Oh, are you serious? I'm dead serious, yeah. They're recruiting. You know, NASA is no longer a um, a thing that, you know, they're producing their own vehicles to go up. They're obviously uh, contracting with, you know, places like uh, Tesla, SpaceX. But uh, Trump founded the Space Force early last year, and uh, now they are just rolling out the first commercials for it, which uh, it's interesting. It's going to be crazy to see where that division of the military ends up going, uh, both literally and figuratively. What was that movie where uh, I'm trying to think of where they were fighting those big insect looking things? It was a movie I think oh, from the early 2000s. Yes, um, um, it right on the tip of my tongue. Uh, Starship Troopers. Starship Troopers. That one didn't quite hold up. No, as what is it? It's not like I remembered. I remembered it seeming very modern. And now it's not. It was a little cheesy and campy. I mean, if it came out now, it'd be something that's perfect as like a sci-fi channel type movie. But, uh, yes. you know, for a big budget movie back in the day, I enjoyed it. And it was the first time I had seen uh, Neil Patrick Harris in a movie or anything after Doogie Howser. So, uh, NPH, man. Yep. Yep. NPH. Now, you mentioned something else happened on this day in 1967. Oh, yeah. The Beatles held a press party at the London home of their manager, Brian Epstein, to launch the Sgt. Pepper's album. They hired Linda Eastman to be the press photographer, a woman who four years later became the beloved wife of Paul McCartney for 27 years until her death from cancer at age 56. She had a professional, she had been a professional photographer focused on celebrities and was often published in music industry magazines. Her book, Linda McCartney's 60s, Portrait of an Era features the best of her work. So they launched Sgt. Pepper's album, the Sgt. Pepper's album at Brian Epstein's home. Was it his birthday? No, it was just a party. So Sgt. Pepper's. Hey, and with the Beatles, every day was a party, especially in that era. You know, they were uh, doing some experimentation at that point. Uh, uh, 
not only with their music and obviously with illicit drugs, but, uh, you know, some great music came out of that, some nonsensical music. If you ever uh, listen to I Am The Walrus, it makes no sense whatsoever, but it is a fantastic song. And at some point today, I'll have to run through the uh, Sgt. Pepper's album because uh, Beatles are one of my all-time favorite bands. They're great. Was that a, was that a Ringo creation? I feel like he was the kookiest as far as coming up with the... Uh... He was pretty kooky. I don't think he uh, sang on that one. I don't know if he had any part in writing it. What? Because I didn't he write Yellow Submarine? He did write Yellow Submarine. Yep. It's just I am. Yeah, that seems on par with that. <laughs> Ringo still still out there. Yeah, still out there, still kicking, still doing his thing. Shout out Ringo Starr if you're tuning in right now. <laughs> you know he's an avid you, listener. <laughs> All right, moving along. Um, 1983, Weird Al Yankovic gives live performance at Wax Museum in Washington, D.C. Noteworthy. <laughs> you know, you go from the Beatles to Weird Al. I mean, they, they deserve to be in the same conversation together. It's, uh, <laughs> I love me some Weird Al. I actually, I ran into him literally. I was walking up a set of stairs at this beach in Maui and I like almost bump into this family and I look up and it's Weird Al. And I was like, excuse me. And then I just, that was it. That was the, int- I said, excuse me. And I just gave him the old <laughs> head nod. And that was he, freaking weird Al. He does great parody music and uh, seems like one of the most genuinely nice guys that somebody could ever meet. He, he does seem like a nice guy. He's from Linwood, California. If you've uh, ever heard of Linwood. I lived in California and I don't think I ever heard of Linwood. It's in, it's in the greater uh, Los Angeles region okay all right. shout out all to all of our listeners in linwood yeah <laughs> and, and speaking of weird al i want to go back and again this is one of those movies that i hope holds up in my memory you know the, the you know now as it does in my memory and i'm talking uhf that was such a funny movie for its time but again i don't know if it's going to be any good now these it'd days. be worth a re- it would be worth a revisit for sure it would right sergeant pepper's album and uhf today yep ryan we've got time for one more story for this day in history so make it a good one well let's just let's go to national weird national holidays just to wrap this all up that'll work today is national kazoo day <laughs> as my sure. kazoo gently weeps there you go Ooh. nice, nice. tie in it is a uh, National Pick Strawberries Day. <laughs> Get out there, you leave the corn alone, and you grab the strawberries. As long as you're doing it from a safe social distance. Absolutely. And uh, Christian, I think you'll like this one. National Rescue Dog Day. Hey, that's right up my alley. Uh, perfect time for a plug. Go visit my dog rescue nonprofit, Rough Riders. That's roughriders.org, R-U-F-F-R-I-D-E-R-S.org. Folks, we've made it through another show. Join us tomorrow for our Wednesday show. Again, you won't want to miss it. We're going to have so much fun. We will see you guys then. Have a great rest of your Tuesday.